So Shelly, we made a radical decision. We decided to bring Diana back. Can yes. you believe that shit? It's going to be every <laughs> fast Sunday. So first Sunday of every month for Relief Society with Sister Diana. Now, in the real Mormon world, does Fast Sunday have anything to do with Relief Society? No. Okay. <laughs> We're just combining some stuff. Basically, Diana's going to help us work through some healing things, talk about moving on through religious trauma. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about taking with you the good things that you had from religion and that that religion does not own those good things. That's actually you. Okay. And so she's going to provide actual relief in Relief Society. Is that, that what you're saying? That's what we're doing. Okay. Well, let's get to it. All righty. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. I'm Diana. <gasps> Diana's here. Hi. Diana. Hi. Yay. Uh, and welcome to Latter Day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl and a ex-Mormon straight girl. Yep. yep. So and, uh, thanks for checking in. Sure. And a never mo, <laughs> just trying to figure out our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, we already said our names. We did. It's true. It's okay. On the ball. See? This yeah. is already going going well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we have this edition of Diana to keep us in line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why did we decide to have Diana again, Charlie? Um, multiple reasons. A, we needed some help. That's true. Podcasting is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we love it, but we also have full-time jobs. And so, and you have seven children and I, there, there's the kids. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking of ways to take some of the workload off of us and still provide a fantastic thing for our listeners. And Diana popped into my mind because she is a fantastic thing. I am. She is. I am. And the episode that we had her on was... Exactly. (laughs) The episode we had her on was really, really great. And Diana and I talk a lot about the steps that you need to go through after the anger or during the anger of of being post-Mormon and how to heal from it. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone heals, I think, on their own timeline. We're not saying those of you who are angry, stop being angry now. We're just saying, let's talk about some ways in a funny way because we're funny as shit and so is Diana. Um, Just kind of move forward and, and actually like look inside and see why we're doing the things that we are. I, I think, am I right on this? I totally I've, guessed I've, what we're talking about. I think you're right about it. We're going to talk a lot about well, feelings and today. I also mm-hmm. think that where you have sort of landed spiritually is super interesting. So I think we should get into Ooh, that a little bit true. more too, as we do these. I'm always up for that. Yes. We're doing this once a month, mm-hmm. fast Sunday. It'll mm-hmm. be Relief Society with Sister Diana. <laughs> and we'll be here as well. But we're like, Diana, you're planning this shit because we need oh. a break. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I already have like so many ideas. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, what we're counting on. drunk with power. <laughs> All right. So this is actual Relief Society. That's not right. the yes. fake shit you guys had to go through. I said that word so many times my whole life that I never like broke it down. 
um, that it was and supposed to be relief. So, yeah. so calling it that, like when we when we landed on that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is this is actually like yeah. what it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I know. I sort think of it's, perfect. Yeah, it is sort of perfect. I think it didn't help though that when you say relief society when you're a Mormon, you say release society. Like you kind of drop the F. Nope, just you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't. Raise your I'm, hand I'm out there sure. if you would say release society. You're getting so many. Not opposition. Oh, but what are those are opposed. Sustained. Sustained. You are getting so many sustaining votes. <laughs> That's funny. We will also make new words with Diana. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention is we do want to talk about healing as part of this entire process. None of us is a licensed therapist. So I had some disclaimers actually written down. Okay. And the top of my disclaimers is that I am not a certified therapist, mm-hmm. counselor, etc. Correct. This is, I am a self-taught mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. who enjoys self-healing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I will cite my sources as often as possible because I'm also not an original content creator. I just am really good at curating. That's awesome. Awesome information and sharing it with people I love. That is like my favorite thing in the world to do. So I'm not certified Yes. But I... You're maybe certifiable. I might be. <laughs> and I am very pro, as as Shelly knows, the most common phrase I say to her is, so are you going to therapy? Yeah, that's basically <laughs> our, our conversation. Yeah, Diana is a huge advocate for therapy. I for am. sure. I really, really mm-hmm. am. So yeah, that's definitely my, that's great. my disclaimer. And uh, coming up this fall, we are going to hear from a success coach mm-hmm. uh, that we met at... Well, you actually were on her podcast. And I it think was. I'm going to be on her podcast, yep. The Brave Files. Yep. We have, we're going to have her on, possibly. Actually, we may have had her on before this episode airs. You never I'm so know. confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd never know what we're recording and when we're releasing. Time is a construct. Don't <laughs> worry about true. it. That's, That's true. That's my tagline. Thank you, Diana. I yes, love it. I, got I it love in. it. I didn't even plan on it. <laughs> yes. And we are going to be hearing from an actual therapist as well um, later this fall. Who? Kimberly. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> love you, Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly, who is a personal friend and a patron and um, a listener to our podcast. Hi, hi Kimberly. You're getting a shout out. And her favorite Mormon swear word is fuck. (laughs) Favorite Mormon (laughs) swear word? Oh, she decided. Shelly was challenged over Facebook, right? Yeah. You to, many, to, to, to not report, swear so much. Oh. No, just to record one episode. And this isn't from, the, the challenge wasn't by someone who was offended by swearing. Right, right, she just right. thought it would be oh, funny to see oh, if we okay. could do this. Okay. It <laughs> wasn't like, it. would you please stop swearing? <laughs> it was like, I dare you, oh. you know? And so I'm going to try to record one episode where I don't use any actual swears. Well, I didn't agree to this. So no, I yeah. get to still say fuck. Okay, yes. <laughs> you can. Um, so then, because people have my back and they're very encouraging, they're sending me like their lists of Mormon swears, That's like insane. fetch yeah, yeah, yeah. and frick. Oh, okay. Know. So my my submission for this mm-hmm. is when I moved to Utah at 16, I couldn't believe how many people in my classes would just say fuh uh-huh. or bih. Or shit. And I was like, are you fucking as kidding As long as you me? don't complete the word, yeah, no, no, it no, no. doesn't make are Jesus cry. Fucking, fucking, are you, are you kidding, fucking me? kidding me? They would. And there was one kid in particular, so tangenty. There was this one kid in this one class that I was like, why? Why are you saying that? That is so ridiculous. And so he would just sit behind me and be like, fuh. <laughs> These are the same but, kids, by like, the way, who go to BYU and they practice soaking because it's not actual sex. And then soaking? soaking? You mean floating. 
you mean floating? It's What's soaking? soaking. What's soaking? It's the same idea where you like you you go in but you don't move. Yes. What do That's you do? Floating. It's I've soaking. Never heard that called soaking. Or docking. I've heard docking. I've heard docking. Oh, I've so never you, heard soaking. Okay, wait, wait, you wait, wait, literally wait. insert the penis and into the vagina and then you don't <laughs> move. And then it's not actual sex. Just like saying pho. So how is this enjoyable? It's torture. Sounds it's like all torture. <laughs> <laughs> all of it is torture. <laughs> Whoa. Dogs, exactly. dogs are here. See, they know too. That that sounds terrible. They were very offended and they had to bark and run out of here. I can't even. Yes. And he, I'm sure, is like a bishop now. Yeah. The end of that story is always that he's a bishop and his has six kids. Yeah. It's like yeah. taking a delicious, yummy chocolate truffle and putting it in your mouth, but then you like, let don't it sit you there don't for swallow. a minute. Yeah. And then you spit and then it all you out. Take it back. And then, yeah. Welcome and to Mormonism. Say, and that is. Mormonism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking everything good and ruining it. <laughs> oh Which is God. exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> That's today. hysterical. Okay, before, before we get. Yeah, go. Oh, no, you. Uh, but, huh? We were going to say the same oh, thing. You, you say it. Okay. Before, uh, before we, we get. get God damn it. <laughs> damn it. I'm not good at this. Leah Hona. I crushed that. You are not good at this. I know. You're really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Say Leah Hona. <laughs> As if it's a word she won't know and can't repeat. Yeah. Like, oh, that's amazing. Try, try keeping up. Leah Hona, Maury Ankimer. Uh, <laughs> I know these. A Benedict. <laughs> a Benedai? Is this somebody mm-hmm. like a Jaredai? Oh, oh we like got to get into more Benedai at some point. Yeah, we're getting so sure. off track. Yes, Announce the Utah stuff. What I was going to say is we'll, we'll get to Sister Diana very, very soon. She's waiting patiently. But a couple of quick announcements. So Sunday morning, meet Mary and I at Raw Bean Coffee at 10 a.m. The address is 611 West Temple. It's a short trip for us. It's really going to be our only time to chat with people. So come and unless, you know, 10 a.m. is when conference starts. So if you if you need to push record DVR on your DVR, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss the new crazy I mean, bullshit. you could probably come out, like, real quick. You just miss, like, the the Motab saying, like, one or two songs. That's true. Like, 30 prayer. minutes of Motab and a prayer that's like, <laughs> even Jesus Christ, <laughs> even Russell M, even Nelson. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Also, those of you, you've heard me talk about UC Places, which is this company that I'm working for. I need your help. Download the app, UC Places. It's the the letter U, the letter C, Places. And it's a touring app. It's fantastic. Even if you don't live in the Washington, D.C. area to actually take the tours, we will be making tours all over the country. We haven't gotten there yet, but I need you to download the app. Then you don't even have to look at it again. Download it so we can get the numbers up so we can continue to phase two. If you love me, if you you love Shelby, if you love me, keep Keep my my commandments. commandments. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Before we get into all of that, we also want to hear again from Sister Fanny Fact Check. Oh, Fanny, get it, girl. So I don't even know what episode this was, but we were talking about shrugs. Do you remember? I don't even know how it came to be. I don't know either, but we were talking about shrugs, Uh and I said, What's a shrug? We were like, Is it a shoulder rug? So, you know, shoulder rug. As if we talk into the air. Sister Fanny listens and she responds. Mm-hmm. I think she's a little magical. I think she is too. <laughs> Sister Fanny fact check. But yeah, she so, had a response. Yeah, so we're going to turn the time over to Diana's husband. <gasps> oh, it's a family affair. Brother Ben. <laughs> Brother Ben. So that he can then turn the time over yeah. to Sister Fanny. Uh-huh. And then I guess we'll turn the time back over to ourselves. It's <laughs> a lot of time being no, we're turned gonna, over. We're taking the time back, bitches. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. let's uh, let's turn it over to Ben. Go, Ben. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. 
Brother Ben, thank you so much for that introduction and for being here to help us not become feminists. A shrug is a small jacket like a bolero that a girl will wear over an immodest piece of clothing to cover her shoulders. You guessed correctly that it could stand for shoulder rug, but we prefer that we call it a shame rug because you should be ashamed if you don't wear a rug on those nasty, nasty shoulders. Yeah, so shrugs. You just never know what, what Sister Fanny's going to enlighten us with. I am so grateful for Sister <laughs> Fanny's enlightenment. <laughs> She's a wealth of knowledge. She, she sure really is. is. She, she is. really is. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sister. Okay, so, oh, we should move on to a foom pod. And mm. I have I'm so excited. today's foom pod, courtesy of Bryce Blankenagel. I'm saying that correctly, right? Yeah. That's the coolest name ever. By From, the way, I have zero doubt that I will get this right. Whatever it is, okay. Bryce, you will We're not stop me. This All is right. going to be great. You probably wait, will. Wait, wait. Cue music. Okay, but I didn't get to say naked Mormonism. I was oh, going to give him the full credit. Sorry, go ahead. Bryce Blankenagel pointed Naked me. Mormonism okay, provided this foom pod today. To stump you two, hopefully. Yes. Okay. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon's phrase of the day. Okay, so Shelly and Diana, the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day I'm is... I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Council of YTFIF. Hold on. Well, let me write this down. YTFIF. Shit, I do not <laughs> know this. Yes! Council, Hang on. Council of, of Y-T-F-I-F. What would the Y, what would the oh, Y be? Oh, it's Y. I wrote W. That's that's my first problem. Y-T-F-I-F. Bryce, I love you. Of <laughs> Bryce, I liked you before. <laughs> you can't, like, give us fucking acronyms, Bryce. What? Yeah, There's I no feel like that's I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> now you know what it feels like Why? to be a loser. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have her reveal one of the letters. Are, right. Is it the letter? No, don't tell us what it is. Is the letter Y or is it like it's, W-H-Y? Oh yeah, it's letter Y. These are actual letters. Right. Would it be something <laughs> else? <laughs> no, I'm confused. They're off the Egyptian scrolls. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Were these translated? Do we need a magic hat and a sorting I need, stone? I need a stone. I mean, I have one. Stone. I don't go anywhere without it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. No, all these letters together make a word. That's your only clue. They make a word? Yes. What? Yeah. The letters together make a word. Do we need to rearrange them? Is this like a Scrabble thing? It could Although be that in Scrabble, way. Although you don't I think rearrange. you're getting too oh, many wait, hints. Is it the Council of Fifty? Yes, what but the, I don't think you whoa, get the. You the, can't the bell. spell it to us backward. Can, no, we didn't I didn't do this. Can I? Rice. Can I? Rice. No, nope, Rice didn't do it either. Wait, can I explain? Oh, is it? Oh, is it secret? Is it it's one of the secret, secret code? Oh, you guys, it's one of the secret groups. <laughs> I just learned about the secret groups. I had no idea. Well, so Council of the Fifty was back in in the day, and it was like these fifty people who. This is an actual code name that was used for the Council of Fifty because they didn't want people to know what. It I didn't was. know there was a code because I heard of Council of the Fifty. <laughs> I think that you. You don't get the bell. Good try, though. You were real close. Okay. I just learned about these secret groups. I don't. I've never heard of Council of Fifty, though. I feel like we need a secret. I love you all, but I'm going to throw in the buzzer right now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sister Fanny's got to. Or do you have the explanation of Council of Fifty? Please share. By the way, fuck you, Bryce uh, (laughs) Blankenagel. I love you, Bryce (laughs) Blankenagel. Okay, so it was a code name early church leaders used for the council that was supposed to replace the American government. Once the Mormons successfully overthrew it. See, (laughs) this I'm telling you, nefarious business was going. Yep. Yep. 
Of course, it was actually Council of 50, but they flipped it because they're super clever with their code names, according to Bryce. As if, as if 50 was the concerning part of that thing. Like, if you have Council of, yeah. I'm going to be suspicious. A little worrying. Yeah. Oh, right. Why was 50 the thing Who that they needed to mix so up? so clever. They, just, was, they just yeah. did it backwards. <laughs> Who was really prophet clever. at the time? Did he say anything? Okay, yeah. yeah. Organized March 11th, 1844. Joseph Smith was assassinated yeah. three months later. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. this okay. was also the council that anointed him prophet, priest, king, and ruler over all Israel. Ruler. <laughs> oh. He was a ruler. Yeah. Not just the U.S., Mm-hmm. Oh, but God. they didn't worship him at all. Don't. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't you dare they say let they him worshiped their babies. him. They didn't. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So there's your food. He, he was. He was just a man. No, they were sure. going to take sure. over the country. Yeah, they were. Luckily, yeah. someone shot him. Probably one of his boys. Maybe. Luckily, I feel like if they'd let it go, like maybe the government would have like killed them. Maybe all. it was a government. Maybe. maybe it was a government plot to to oh take down God. Joseph Smith. I will Who believe knows? all of everything. I just will. Anyway, that was fantastic. Wow. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, can I just say I wasn't totally stumped? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she can't just lose gracefully. This is where the competitiveness in people really comes out. I don't have <laughs> the, the, the that I get the buzzer almost every week. Give, yeah, me, I mean, give me one. She's playing with house money, and you are really not. <laughs> it's a true so. story. It's a true story. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I like that um, <laughs> analogy. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we're going to get into some of Diana's stuff when we All get right. back. Be right back. We are back. Can I just say I'm still upset at Bryce? <laughs> I've been, you can say. You I've been can thinking say that. about this through the entire commercial, and are I'm you like, feeling upset. One might is that is that a feeling that you're having? I'm, are we talking about our feelings now? Here are my I mean, feelings. I'm feeling like I'm a little upset that I didn't get it right. I'm feeling like if I had had more time, I maybe would have read it backward and said fifty. I do know what the Council of Fifty is. Okay. I didn't know that there was a code name writing it backwards. Right. And I'm sure that's how he knew you wouldn't get it right because he had that information and he thought a lot of people don't have this and information. It's only because he had the priesthood. Jackass. <laughs> now, well, and then I gave you that <laughs> clue that it actually made a word. Made a word, yeah. I don't, I don't think you would have gotten it at all without I don't think that. so. No, yeah, I wouldn't. Because yeah. I was trying. I was, I was yeah, doing we acronyms. were using it as yeah. an acronym. I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. your truth for, <laughs> there's no. Was, okay. So it's funny that you had originally written down W when mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Y. Because it was WTF. In my brain, <laughs> I was thinking W as well. And I was trying to make it something about white people because they're oh. really racist. Oh, so she, I was. But like, they were all white. She went, yeah. Through, yeah. she went straight to text language. Yeah. yeah. Text yeah. language. WTF. Like, what the fuck? That's that's because. The English language is devolving, kids, yes. because of texting and messaging. Agreed. WTF, Mary. Mm-hmm. BRB. Yeah, WTF made a lot of sense in Joseph Smith's day. <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> That's a really he good originated, place to I heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> or the U.S. government was like, WTF, Joseph Smith? You uh-huh. trying to take over? Jesus. <laughs> he did run for president. Oh, my God. True story. So did Pat Robertson in the 80s. God told him to run, but not to win, evidently. Uh, Oh, God. I think that's what I'm learning about Joseph as well, is Mm -hmm. that he just needed some publicity on his name. He didn't actually think he was going to win. He just wanted more people to know about him. Right. It's true. No, I get it. It's a great It's a good tactic. Maybe yeah. I'll run for president, except I don't want people digging up my past and finding, you know, Oh, this ought to be shit. good. What, what, what's what in are your we, What are we going to find? <laughs> Nothing. Let's dig into Nothing it. Nothing at all. <laughs> Why don't we turn the time over to Sister Diana? Okay, let's okay. do it. Okay. So, we started talking about feelings, and... Oh, one of my other disclaimers that I actually should give, and I think I said this pretty clearly the last time that I was on the podcast, I find the church to be harmful. 
I'm very clear about that. And actually, when I say the church, I've broadened that to evangelicalism, fundamentalism Mm -hmm. of all kinds. Mm -hmm. I find that sort of control to be harmful to people and abusive to people. So you joked that you have one active Mormon listener. That is interesting for me because I think having a relationship with the church is harmful. Now, I haven't cut every Mormon person out of my life. I still have a lot of family and not very many friends (laughs) that, (laughs) that still go to church. But I would say that if you are still in a place where you're actively going to church, if you have a physical relationship with the church, meaning that you go and are participating, I find that to be harmful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting. I want to jump in on this if yeah. that's okay. So some of our listeners are going because they want to make a difference from the inside. Yes. And yeah. that's where this this friend is. And But I'm sure that if we sat there and talked religion, oh, it so would be very hard be- for me. Oh, yeah. okay. There's definitely nuance. Like, because you, you don't do buy everything. St- okay. You do stay because you believe something, right? Yeah. A lot of people stay because of family situations. So a lot of people stay because of family situations. A lot of people stay because of the sense of community, which is one of the things I'm going to touch on because— I want to reframe the things that we got from religion. And I'll just say religion. If you were going to a physical place and grew up in a religious tradition, there were things that you were taught that they owned. And I like the idea of reclaiming those things, that the church does not own it at all, that those things were in you already, and that you can reclaim them and sort of empower yourself. I like it. So feelings are one of those, (laughs) or like is like the biggest thing. So we, as Mormons, were given the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the gift of tongues. I was never given the gift of tongues. (laughs) Me neither. We were supposed to believe in it. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yes, I mean, and I did believe in it. That's Uh true. I Uh did believe in it. Although they don't speak in tongues like other religions do. No, Mormonism doesn't do tongues. No, no. And if you decide, that that would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stop right there. I don't believe anymore. Everything else (laughs) makes complete sense. Yep, yep. It was just that thing that really were like, nope, we Mm -hmm. that's a bridge too far. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) we were taught that we had the Holy Ghost, and so all the times that you felt quote unquote the Spirit. You were feeling the Holy Ghost and that you needed to be in certain places where you could feel the Holy Ghost and doing certain things and that they owned that. And you could only be, you could only feel those things if you were living a certain way and doing certain things. And that is not true. <laughs> that feeling that I attributed to the Spirit, and, I, and I've known lots of people who on their way sort of out of religion have, you come to a point where you're like, well, I've had these religious experiences. I've had these spiritual experiences, so it must have been true. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't that. That was in you. I now, being a few years removed from going to church and even more years removed from believing anything that was being taught there, I have felt the Spirit in a million different ways that have nothing to do with that. So, Shelly, have you— I think I know the answer, but have you had those sorts of experiences too? For sure. Real quick though, um, it made me think of, we were taught as Mormons that people, before you get baptized, like before you become a Mormon and get the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can still have the light of Christ in you, which is like a lesser— I mean, there's always the hierarchies. Of course, of course. But 
they don't think they're better than other people. Don't no, 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 no. <laughs> like the light of Christ, meh. It's okay, Jesus. Like it's okay to have yeah. the light of Christ. It'll help you make good decisions. Um, but when you're baptized and you're given the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's yeah. like badass. I think I mentioned this story actually last time I was on, so I'll just like briefly summarize it. But one of the things that made me walk out of the building for the last time was it was at a fast and testimony meeting, and there was a woman who was talking, or a man that was talking about his son was getting baptized and how he was so grateful because now he would have. Like, now that he's been baptized and now that he has the gift of the Holy Ghost, now he'll have this helper to make good decisions. And I was just like, that is so stupid. So stupid. Like, that you are walking around thinking that everybody else in the world doesn't have this little mm-hmm. helper on their shoulder. But we thought this. But we thought this. So mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that you can reclaim. Feeling the Spirit, however yeah. you define that, however you feel that, however you experience that— that is a thing that is within you to guide and direct and lead you and to confirm things. I mean, that's the other thing, right? It's like we're supposed to pray and then you have a feeling and blah, 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 blah. You can still do all of that. Yeah. Well, they don't own that. One of my strongest feelings, and I think had this happened like in the temple or something, then it would have been, oh my God, the temple is true. Like it yeah. was that strong, yeah. but it had nothing to do with anything religious. It was when Mary and I were dating. And I went over to her house and I came in the door and she was sitting on her computer all cute with her glasses doing typey shit. You know how I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had this like sw- like burning of the bosom, yeah. swelling of the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she had a burning bosom that night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. That's not where the bosom is, by the way. <laughs> do we now need to do a biologist? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we need to get a biologist in huh. here. Um, but it was this feeling of, oh my gosh, there's something so right about yeah. this connection. Right. And if you were to say that to like a current Mormon, their response oh, would be like, yeah. oh no, that's the devil in you. You're yeah. listening to the wrong spirit. You're this listening is, to, yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how they explain it away. Yeah. And, and you're they, not and doing they everything they Mm-hmm. I also know people and have read lots of experiences from people who say they never felt the Spirit or they right. never felt an answer to prayer. And so in those kinds of situations, that was kind of how they felt like they knew the church wasn't true. Is they're like, they keep professing that I should be feeling all of these things and mm-hmm. I'm following all the rules, I'm doing all the things, and I'm not feeling yeah. this feeling that they talk about. So I don't believe in this. Yeah. And that usually comes after years of thinking that there's something wrong with them. But I would also say that— it's different for everyone. You have to figure out what it is that is going to sort of induce those experiences for you. So for me, I feel it a lot when I read certain books Mm -hmm. and when I listen to music. So music, I actually had written down music as one of the things that the church doesn't own. I used to feel the Spirit all the time. I love music. I love to sing. Mm -hmm. And I would become very, very emotional. And that's because— they are masters of emotional manipulation, and yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing. Heart cell. Heart yeah, cell. heart cell. Heart cell. So that happened to me all the time. Well, guess what? I feel it all the time. It completely in no religious and certainly no Mormon context whatsoever. Like Indi- sure. Indigo Girls, Melissa Etheridge, <laughs> yeah. uh, Katie Lang. Yes. Give us some more lesbians. <laughs> Jesus. Was, but yeah, music. You're right. A bunch of women that are like Tori Amos. Uh, yes. There you go. Lisa Lowe. Yes. Uh, Jewel. Lesbians. Um, I'm like, Jewel. I don't think they identify that way, but. In our minds, they are. They but you're right. <laughs> Lilith Fair accounts. <laughs> I, I went to a Bonnie Raitt concert, and when she sang I Can't Make You Love Me, Tears. Oh, it's yeah. such a touching oh, yeah. song. Yeah. More tears there yeah. than ever, I bet. ever in the temple. And I actually remember growing up Mormon, I would try to prepare myself for a spiritual experience in some way that you should have them, like in the temple and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember being disappointed 
and the emptiness that I would feel in the temple to where I would just try to pick something that was meaningful. And I would pick that and I would like churn it over in my brain so much that suddenly it became meaningful. Yes. And it's like I would create spiritual experiences yes. within myself so that I felt like I was a good Mormon. Yeah. It's that, some crazy wacky shit. It is crazy wacky. So you tried shit. to invent some stuff. Yeah. The to mind feel. is super powerful. It became real. Yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. mind is super powerful. It can do all kinds of things for good and for ill. Like mm-hmm. or not I won't say for yeah. ill, but as like a as a stress response kind of yeah. or as a coping mechanism. Like yep. it will protect you and yep. it can do that stuff and it mm-hmm. will feed into that. This is real. This is true. Yeah. This is right. Yeah. Kind right. Of thing. Along those same lines, I know Brent and I would joke that if I was asked to speak in Relief Society or in sacrament meeting or whatever, afterward, he'd be like, oh, how many people did you make cry? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like well, I yeah. would get very good at evoking oh, that. I didn't realize I that's too. what I was doing, but that. He did, because he called you on it. Yeah, but but it was, it wasn't a wrong thing to do. It was no, like, well, he thought, you're so righteous. Right. You're, exactly. you're bringing the spirit so strongly into yes. the room that you're making these people cry. Because you're I was great at it. Because you're righteous. <laughs> righteous. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, yeah. So feeling the spirit, that is something that they don't own and that Mm -hmm. we can all sort of look inside ourselves and just kind of observe. What do you call it? Do you say that you feel the spirit or what do you— Oh, what do I call it? You know, it's funny. I'm realizing I will always say it in the way of like, this is what Mormons would say feeling the spirit is. Right. Or I think I would call it like having a spiritual experience, Mm -hmm. which is another thing is they don't own spirituality. And a lot of people have to— fuck it up. Right. And a lot of people have to leave— Mormonism to find any sort of religion again like it's not specific to Mormonism it's religion religion. they have to leave it to find spirituality and I mean I follow a lot of people on Instagram that talk about stuff like this and one of them like every time she goes hiking she calls it church Mm -hmm. and people get offended and bothered Oh, by for her sure. doing that. Yeah, and she's I would like, have been too when I was right. a Mormon. She's like, no, this is my church. Yeah. And I don't define God the way that you define God, but this is where I feel God. Yep. And it's different for everyone. So you can find your spirituality in different ways. If you didn't find it there, it's trial and error, like a lot of things. And yeah. just experimenting with what is going to evoke those things from you. As I'm hearing you talk about that, and I'm thinking about my spiritual sp- experiences, to me, they've all been a connection. Like I connected yeah. with the Bonnie Raitt song. It yep. meant something to me. Mm-hmm. It made me feel. Yep. When I saw Mary all cute with her glasses doing typey shit, I, I felt connected <laughs> to her. I felt yeah. like one, like, oh my gosh, this is something. So maybe that's it. I mean, can you think of a time where you felt, quote unquote, the spirit and it wasn't about connecting with something? No. Like that's what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's completely what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I and think I think so. we're wired for that. Yeah. Right. For I connection. Think we're wired for We're connection. looking for those connection moments. Yeah. For sure. Out a doubt. Without and I a doubt. think these, a lot of people raised in Mormonism who have now left they miss that. They missed connection. They would make up connection. They would yeah. say, why am I not feeling this? Because you're thinking that the spirit needs to happen in the temple or or, or yep. something where Trying maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're not actually connecting. Yep. And so you just feel hollow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of that goes back to community. Mm-hmm. And I think loneliness is a very difficult thing, but a lot of people feel lonely there. And yeah. a lot of people who are going because their spouse still believes or their family, they're pretending for their family members or whatever it is, that's going to often bring some of the biggest feelings of despair and worst feelings of loneliness and despair is being there and and pretending. Mm-hmm. I'm a humongous advocate for honesty. I just like live and breathe it. Yeah. And I think more honesty is always better. And it will ostracize you from that community, perhaps, but it opens the door to find that connection and to find that community other places. And just like with the spirituality, you have to try and you have to experiment and Mm -hmm. you have to be willing 
to do things that you haven't been willing to do before, but it doesn't mean it's not there. No, and yes. you have to be willing to be yourself because yeah. most Mormons, and I'd, I will say most Mormons, put on this front of being good and holy and righteous, and so their friends all are doing the same thing. Yeah. Which is why, by the way, so many people are afraid to leave the church because they feel like a fraud. You know, everyone yeah, thinks yeah. I'm this and this and that, and what if I tell them I don't believe? I'm going to lose my friends. I would hope that you would desire to be vulnerable and be authentic, authentic, be yourself. And then you're going to attract people who are with you on that. They don't own community. They don't own you feeling the spirit, quote unquote. They don't own your spirituality. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that you can take with you. Anything good that you got from it, you can take with you. Some of the other things that we don't have to talk a ton about, but the church really, really loves a couple very specific personality types. And it feeds on people who are really good at pretending (laughs) is really what it is. True story. They're extremely type A. They're extremely extroverted. They have sort of like an air of professionalism and respect. And if you are one of those people, and I'll I'll put myself in the category of someone who I really want to feel special and I want to feel good at things and I want to get praise for that. Like I taught Relief Society, for instance, and I was very good at it and I made lots of people cry. Mm -hmm. And I was very young and I was very well read scripturally. And so I got a lot of attention for that. Wait, pause. Did you hang out a little extra long after oh, the days you taught I lessons? Mean, obviously, you know, hell yeah, you get all the praise. You I did the same do, thing. Like, the circuit. You oh gotta, hell yeah, yes. circuit. It's so true. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a selfie line. Like there would have been. Or oh there would be now. Any time I either had a super badass comment in Relief Society or I taught Relief Society, mm-hmm. you damn well better believe I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of linger to get the praise. You get the praise. I'll never ever ever forget when I was 17 and gave a talk and my dad came up to me and was like, none of your sisters could have done that at mm-hmm. your age. And I was like, that was the best. I'm sure it was. Thing. It was. But it's, that's a shitty thing oh, for a parent so to say. Shitty. It's oh, so shitty. God. The comparison yes, with right. siblings? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, no, it was terrible. Bad, bad at the parenting. time, I was like, yeah, Of course you were. I did it. Of course you were. But so they don't own any of that. You can find other places in your life where you can feel those things. So I'm good at working with teenagers. Mm-hmm. So I was in Young Women's and I had a special relationship with those girls that I was teaching and I was making a difference and their parents were thanking me and the blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Now I'm a high school gymnastics coach, and I have the same relationship and the same impact. But you're not lying to children. But I'm not lying to children. <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing that is true for both of you is that you were girls raised in Mormonism who came dead last and everything. Yeah. You were neglected in your families. Yep. yep. So this idea of getting external praise yeah. is something that you— crave it. You crave you, it. Yeah, yeah, you both are taking into adulthood— that is something that I believe you can get all on your own. You abs- absolutely, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you sh- and you should. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is I've had to identify that this was an area of weakness and I'm constantly in the process of being able to give myself that praise and give myself that sense of love and belonging and connection because I, can- I actually can't get it from other people. You have to get it from within yourself or it's never going to be enough Correct. from others. It's like a hole that will never it be filled. It's a hole true. that will never be filled. So I was getting it there. And because you're supposed to go every single week and do all the things, it's like it is a hole that will never be filled. And I'm going to keep on trying because I come back and back and back. So I already talked about music, feelings. 
feelings. Whoa, 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 feet. Do you not know that song, Mary? No. Are we going back to like 1970 oh, or something? Oh, it's old as shit. Who sings that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know that song. Well, I just sounded wow. amazing. You did. You uh-huh. do. <laughs> Listeners, write in. What is that song? Sister Fanny. Sister Fanny back yet. Look us up. So did either of you... Well, I, I know for sure, Rochelle, I'm actually very interested in if this played into your life, Mary, that whenever you felt sad or upset or depressed or angry, those were bad and you should always be doing something actively to replace them with happy feelings. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't think to the degree that you all probably felt that way. We weren't really encouraged to cry. I think it's kind of like, Pull yourself up by was your bootstraps, like, like a familial kid. thing? I think it was a family okay. thing. But you know, for me, and this is a whole other podcast we should talk mm-hmm. about sometime. I'd love to. But my world turned upside down when I was 12 because my father died. Right. So suddenly we were allowed to feel sadness. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mother was was destroyed by it. We all were. So we all— But she allowed that in herself? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. She did. She couldn't help it. Because oh, I it. just I I know someone in a similar situation who did not feel those things. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm, no, we all int- sort of fell apart, especially yeah. her. So we were suddenly allowed to feel sorrow. Well, I'm grief. actually glad to hear that because that that's important. Yeah, feeling your feelings is yeah. important. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> we were raised in a fundamentalist religion. If you're feeling sad or angry or guilt or shame or mm-hmm. any of those things, it's because. You're out of sync. You're out of alignment. And you need to— It's your fault. It's your fault. Everything is your fault. Everything is your fault. And now I just feel my feelings. Like, they're not wrong. Right. Do you have, like, a a split second of thinking they're wrong before you self-correct? Um, I think it's probably situational. There are sometimes I think— I. I, I'm sure the programming is so deep that I still sort of slip into that. But Mm -hmm. I'm working really hard to— if I'm feeling upset about something, I can just feel upset about it. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And sometimes it is something that I can correct when, and in that case, that's great. But being able to feel feelings and to not moralize them as mm-hmm. right or yeah. wrong is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know for me growing up, because of how I was taught, is if you're not happy, it's because you aren't reading your scriptures enough. Mm-hmm. You aren't praying enough. Because if you wrong. were doing all the things, God would bless you with happiness. And so every time I had depression, which I didn't even realize I had depression until recently, I took that as I'm doing something wrong. Yep. So I would pour myself even more into my scriptures, and it helped only in that I felt like I was accomplishing something by reading the scriptures. You checked a box. Exactly. Yeah. And there exactly. was guilt Exactly. I checked relief. a box. Yes. yes. It wasn't so, that it actually helped. It just checked the box that I felt I needed to check. Right. So to call back to our spirituality conversation, I think that is a huge one, is yep. that a lot of these quote-unquote experiences were because you were feeling a relief of guilt. Yep, exactly. Or, yeah, you had this accomplishment of, I did something that I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I posted the picture on Facebook for everyone to see, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I feel superior also. Yeah. And you feel the spirit because you don't feel guilt. Exactly. It's just <laughs> it's like not when the you, same thing, It's though. not the same no, thing. No, it's not. It's like when you go to the bishop— and you confess whatever Levi loving, um, not soaking. soaking. I, I never engaged in <laughs> soaking. I didn't either, for the record. <laughs> I, was so I wouldn't be ashamed if I did, but I feel the need to be honest because honesty, more honesty is always. That's true. That's true. Better. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so going to the bishop and confessing, you leave there and you don't feel the spirit, you feel 
relief because you've checked that box of what you have to do in order to yeah. be so more not, righteous. So it's or not something. like I felt connected to anything, right? Which now we, I think we've discovered. I think that spirituality is connectivity. I just felt like I checked the box, right? But it's not like I've suddenly opened myself to the spirit now right. because I'm no longer because sinning. It's just pure. I feel less guilty, right? Yeah, uh, guilty about things that I shouldn't feel guilt about in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They told you you should feel guilty exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. So like a lot of people are unaware that they're even having feelings. They grow up in such a detached mm, yeah. way mm-hmm. that they don't even know how to identify what they are feeling. And I've come to consider feelings more important than even thoughts because our memories are not always reliable, mm-hmm. but feelings and getting in touch with how your body is physically feeling. So in a later episode, we're going to talk about embodiment, which is literally like the feelings that your body is having mm. and learning to go back into your body and be able to identify them. And this isn't even in a religious context. This is just society teaches us to completely detach from our bodies. Yeah, And wow. so yeah. we don't even know what we're feeling or how to process that emotion. And there's a lot of science and research done on like completing the cycle of emotions and actually feeling them and processing them and how that can lead to resolving trauma and can lead to growth. Nice. Again, not a therapist, just very well read. Yeah. <laughs> I want to touch more on feeling connected and feeling spirituality on the daily. Yeah. But I want to take a quick break and then we'll talk about that some more when we get back. I might need to pee. Okay. <laughs> Oversharing. We'll more be honesty is always, always better. <laughs> we are back. Yay. Missed you. Did you? Mm-hmm. How was your potty break? It was amazing. Okay. So relief. Glad. Did it provide relief? <laughs> it provided relief. I might, have, relief I might have felt the spirit. Oh, okay. Well, whatever <laughs> you're doing in the bathroom is between you and God. <laughs> and I, I did say repent. it's different and for everyone. All of our listeners. Um, like, Thanks, just Shelley. Can I, clear? I only peed. Oh, seriously? Really? Yeah. <laughs> we had to do all that. She did. did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So glad to know that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You know, there's such a thing as maybe too much honesty. No, nope. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I agree don't with you. understand what that. Okay, could so be. we need to talk about all of our bathroom. And you movements. don't have to, but if it comes up, I just. <laughs> okay. you know. did, did we as not talk to a listener at Cheese Teak last night, mm-hmm. Casey? Yes, and she appreciated how much I share, did and she? it makes her laugh. I bet it makes her feel connected for sure. And then she laughs when. You, Mary, you're like, oh, God, this again. Yeah, and then Here I we laugh go. at your pain. Under boob. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if you would like me to share less, go ahead and let us know. Okay. Not going to happen. All, All right. right. Mm. All right, Mary, what you got? Okay. I want to talk about Greg Braden. I was talking to—during the break, I was talking to Diane a little <laughs> bit about who he is. He's an American author of consciousness literature. Mm. I don't know a ton about him, but he's really interesting— who knows what the heck consciousness literature really is, but it's like a collective consciousness. Yeah. He has this idea, if you get a group of people together feeling something akin to spirituality, uh-huh. then changes can actually happen. Absolutely. On a like mental or spiritual level yeah. that we don't really understand. So he told this story, and I'm going to try to paraphrase it. It was during a Special Olympics with kids, and... These teammates had gotten together with their various abilities and had been practicing all week for this event, the Special Olympics event. And um, they got to be pretty good friends during this whole thing. I mean, they're competitors, but they also got to be friends. They weren't, I guess, on the same team. They were competitors. So it gets to race day. And I think this is a track and field event. And they're they're heading down the track after the gun goes off or whatever the heck happens. And very quickly... 
someone fell out of his or her wheelchair and couldn't complete the race. So the person who is at the front of the line realized this and was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is my friend, goes back to the start and they all rally together to help this person back in the wheelchair so they could complete the race. I love it. How do you feel right now? Do you feel touched? Do you feel warm and fuzzy? Totally. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling. Yeah. That's the feeling that we can get through our various spiritual endeavors or whatever. Absolutely. That's yeah. what he's talking about. I feel I feel them a lot. Like I feel that feeling a lot when I read books and I am a total sucker to read a memoir. That is like my favorite thing. And they cuz it evokes it it adds that level of connectivity and if it's a subject matter that is similar to one of my own life. So I think we might have even mentioned it last time and you have it up on your shelf educated by Tara mm-hmm. Westover. So yeah. like, obviously there's going to be similar things as far as like the Mormonism that she yeah. was raised in that totally was meaningful to me. At the end, I'm going to share two books that I suggest if people are looking for sort of ideas or just more understanding on how to kind of incorporate the good things that you got from your religious tradition and move forward out of that. And they're books that I've read where you feel the same thing. You do. You're touched and you feel connected and you feel heard and validated and seen. And it's just, it's all love, yeah. man. <laughs> That's actually the root yeah. of it, isn't yes, it? Yes, it yeah. is. It is. Do you remember uh, when President Nelson made fun of the song, All We Need Is Love? And what? he said that that's actually untrue. He was kind of he was kind of making fun of the whole hippy dippy. All we need is love, and he commented about how no, we also need the gospel, and we need well, Mormonism. It's bullshit. He's wrong. <laughs> it truly is. Like love is the thing. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. It is the thing. It's the mm-hmm. thing that connects us. The zeitgeist is real, and you can think about it on the most base level as just like fashion trends. Why are there fashion trends? Because we're all connected in this way. And so we all sort of are circling around we together. Move like, like a this, school of fish or we something. We move like a school of mm-hmm. fish. It's exactly what it is. And so it's real. Like, I'm super into the Enneagram, and I may or may not talk about it. because I, I think have, we should sometimes. I have conflicted feelings about talking about it just because of the popularization. But that's exactly the thing is that now it's become popularized, and mm-hmm. people are knowing about it, and they're hearing about it because they're feeling very validated, and they're feeling very seen and understood in a way that they never have before. Yeah. This is what we're all looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think kindness is a natural outpouring of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you hear that story about the kids at the Special Olympics upholding each other, supporting each other, right. getting through it together. That is a outpouring of kindness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I.e. love. Yeah. And it touches on humanity and on goodwill for other people mm-hmm. and helping and that you feel good when you help other people. That's like a common thing is it's like service. I didn't even mention that as something that the church thinks they own that they don't own. <laughs> That's like, right. You can still serve people. Like, guess yeah. what? You can like, still you make a fucking casserole for the lady who just had a baby. You absolutely can. It doesn't have to be this like cut and dry, defined thing that they owned. I grew up doing a lot of service, but it was only church-related. That's what I was about to say. When yeah. was the last time as a Mormon you did service without signing your name in Relief Society? Like, yeah, okay, I'll yes, I'll thing. show up to help clean, blah, blah, right. blah. Like, right. someone had to tell you this is where we're serving. So I will brag on Shelly for a second. When we became friends, she had a group of friends that they would— and I remember you just, like, putting straight up putting your address on Facebook and saying, mm-hmm. send me— uh, sleeping bags. Yeah. And you and your friends would go to D.C. every weekend and you would pass out sleeping bags to the homeless population of D.C. because it's fucking cold here. Mm-hmm. And you were looking out for those people who didn't have things to keep them warm. And that had nothing 
thing to do with church. Zero. That's amazing. It was. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. They don't own that. You can be a good person outside of that. But, you know, her father complained about her serving at that one mission, the Lamb Center. Oh, the Lamb Center. Yeah, Yeah, because he thinks the Mormonism should own your service. Right. You know what's interesting about that, too, is about two years into uh, my friend and I doing this sleeping bag thing, a member of the stake, which is like bigger than a ward, it's multiple congregations, contacted my friend who I did this with and wanted to kind of put the church stamp on it. Oh, sure. Oh, they wanted to own that. (laughs) So she and I talked about it and we're like, ah, we, we could probably get more sleeping bags that way. But at the same time, the church tends to grab things and make it theirs. And I'm like, pretty soon they'll be putting fucking Book of Mormons in these sleeping yeah. bags and yeah. pass them. I'm like, you know what? No, we don't no. We don't need the support. Oh, no. we can just be good people without exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so we said, you know, hey, if you all want to go pass the sleeping bags, have at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we're going to keep this separate. We're, we'll yeah. do our thing. You do yours. I don't want, we didn't say it, but it's like, I don't want you fucking taking over, yeah. taking over what we're <laughs> yeah. doing and saying it's Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. just like sort of doing a an inventory on mm-hmm. your life. And I definitely do not mean, how can I paint this horrible experience in a positive light? I don't mm-hmm. mean that at all. I just it's mean, horrible. You need to yeah, like, like, honor there, that it was horrible. It, and then, it was. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I don't have a specific experience that I can point to that was super... Mine's like just death by a thousand paper cuts is yeah. more my life story as far as Mormonism goes. And other people, they have like one big traumatic event or a couple big traumatic events. And I'm not at all suggesting that you try to just like put on a cheery face and find the silver lining. But the feelings and the things that come naturally to you and the things that you did enjoy that you felt there or that you experienced there or that you got to do there, you can take it all with you. Yeah. They don't own it. They don't for own sure. shit. And well, they really own like seven percent of Florida <laughs> into apartment buildings <laughs> and um, a three hundred million dollar mall in Salt Lake. That's true. They do own some shit um, with but outdoor they don't... air conditioning. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Outdoor air conditioning. Yeah. When there's you have more money the... than God, you can do whatever the fuck you want. There's a portion. I'm going to tell this. Jesus. I'm going to tell this. I don't know if it's true. This is so great. I don't care. I'm going to tell something that might be a lie, but I heard it recently, and I think it's hysterical. So you know how when you shop at Walmart, they use like a portion of the money that they make and they put it towards some charitable cause. Now, Mm -hmm. Walmart is the worst. (laughs) And even they are giving like a portion of their money to (laughs) Even they're doing it. Even Walmart. (laughs) So I heard recently that more of your money that you spend at Walmart goes to charitable organizations. The percentage is higher when you shop at Walmart than it is when you pay your tithing. Oh, I I, I believe oh, wow. that 100%. If you care about poor people, go to Walmart. Shop go at to Walmart. Walmart. Don't pay your tithing. Take your tithing money <laughs> your tithing and go money. buy, like. Again, I have yeah. not verified this, but I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I bet we could verify it. Hey, um, Fanny Fat Chat, you want to look into that for true. us? Is it true? <laughs> that should yeah. be interesting. That should be. I bet yeah. she'll find all kinds uh-huh. of And things. I wouldn't be shocked because I do know, and I have read a lot of things about how the percentage of your money that you pay in tithing, how small it is that actually yeah. goes to help people. Yeah. It's almost a slap yeah. in the face. Like, do you think a homeless person would feel grateful when, if I passed by and gave them a penny and was like, hey, you know, only 200 more of these, you can get a cup of coffee. Well, like, a penny and a Book of Mormon. And they'd be super <laughs> And I would definitely wear um, my church best Church vest. Um, you know how when they when when the Mormons oh, the went helping up and, hands, yes! Mormons what? helping hands. <laughs> they have this whole like. I think the last time I heard about it was when there was that big hurricane in New York. Yeah, that's what it and was. And they came in and they wear these orange like safety vests, and on the side they say Mormon helping hands. This is why you'll okay. get people all <laughs> over the country who don't really have 
any other reason to know anything about Mormonism okay. and Mormons. And they'll be like, oh, Mormons are the best. Mm-hmm. When we had such and such, they came and helped us, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, their publicity is on yeah, point. For yes. sure. Yep. And from the outside, it seems like a really kind group of people. Yes. From the because outside. Because when you're on opiates and have your face <laughs> surgically made into a smile, you can just do that all the time. Sorry. Basically. That was, that was too far. I apologize. It was not too far. I was about to make a comment about fake boobs. So not that I have anything against it. It's just, I'm pretty sure that like it's a requirement in Happy Valley <laughs> yeah. because you I have mean, to keep yourself looking good for your husband God even though you had 12 children yeah. you must look like a 20 year old Victoria's Secret yeah. model wow yeah I bought in hard I mean I wish the listeners could see me because I got like the whole <laughs> not at all yeah. I mean don't you dare like, oh, those are fake I know <laughs> I asked get like, your hey, money back extra, <laughs> I used for the extra small package <laughs> Can it like look like I almost like don't have any at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's called removal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was thinking, God forbid you get your nose pierced. You know, that's going to keep you out of the temple. But go ahead and get the fake boobs. And I have nothing against fake boobs. It's just funny, the hypocrisy yes, yes. that you can, as a Mormon, undergo surgery to make your boobs big and you're just fine. Oh, Nobody gives a shit. Well, but if fact, you pierce your nose. Yeah. You can also take hypocrisy with you when you leave the church, too. Uh, if you choose to, you, you, can, you can leave the church and also continue to be a hypocrite. So I don't want anyone to think that they can only take the good. They can take the bad too. <laughs> take whatever the fuck you want. It's free agency. You can agency. take the judgment. You can take, <laughs> you the, can take the hypocrisy. Yeah. Yep. Because wow. I did. I just am only judgmental towards Mormon people now. So <laughs> I have also noticed that people, for some reason, men like to take with them patriarchy when they leave. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes them feel so good, like a it, warm and cozy it blanket. It does. It makes them Why feel Why would they want to give that up? Yeah. They and this is not all men, don't. but I do see this a lot of times within like ex-Mormon Facebook grips that are kind of run by men, and I'm not ripping on anyone in particular at all. I'm, there does still tend to be yeah. a lot of mansplaining. It's big. It yeah. So in. I feel bad for them too, and because I am married to a man who has had to undo a lot of that programming. He's done a lot of work there, yeah. I recognize that like mm-hmm. he was also harmed mm-hmm. differently, yeah. but also harmed. Yeah. Right. I want to get into that in an upcoming episode too, is like, how have you all, you and Ben, been able to survive as well as you have. You're like the only ex-Mormons I know that stay married, basically. (laughs) Seems like it. Doing a little dance. Mm, I actually joked the other day that I went through the people that follow me on Instagram, which is not a lot of people, but I was scrolling through and saw a lot of Mormon people are still following me on Instagram. And I post a lot of very negative Mormon stuff. Okay. And I'm like, why? Why are they still following me? Mm -hmm. So Ben and I are having this conversation and he's like, and you forget the pull of the train wreck. Like you can't look away and they're just like waiting for it. And I said, should I just announce that we're getting divorced? Like, should I just do that? And be like, because <laughs> they're expecting it. You old timers, you've been waiting. Mm-hmm. Here's your, your payoff. <laughs> like, we're getting divorced, but like, we're not really. But then maybe they'll go away. Like, oh, yeah. okay. okay. We knew this was, was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. It took next, a while. Next, she's gonna say she's a lesbian. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, you are in our house, I, I, and, and it's I hear gonna rub that off. it's contagious. And in, when women uh, congregate without the priesthood, it makes lesbians. It does. It does. Yeah. It's a proven fact. It's proven. Mm-hmm. So, because I know we joke about it, and, and Fanny Fact Check said that in an intro. <laughs> it's amazing. Did, is that a thing? I don't know. I have never heard of women before. congregating making without lesbians um, ever... in prison. Sure. <laughs> 
Also generalizing. Do you watch Orange is the New Black? I mean, it come on. Because <laughs> that represents all prison life. It does, for yeah, sure. sure enough. Yeah, he needs to grace the listeners with his story and like how he's done that. And we can well, talk we'll about that because we don't know. I think probably for a man, it might be hard to admit that you are patriarchal. It might be hard to catch the things that you say that can be condescending toward a woman. I know when I talked to my ex, we had a conversation about the scriptures, right? And I wasn't too keen on the fact that he was studying scriptures with the kids. Not that I have any problem with anything that Jesus said. I think Jesus said some great shit, fake Jesus, real Jesus, whatever. The story is great. Exactly. But I do have a problem with um, the scriptures and that there's no good female representation. And we were talking about this, and he's like, it's not about who did the thing. It's about the lesson learned from the thing. And I'm like, I hear you. And as a grown-ass adult, I could recognize that. Sure, just listen to the lesson. But as a child, when everything you're studying and reading is so male-dominated, it doesn't matter what the lesson is. You will, as a girl child, take that in. Yes. And he didn't understand it. And I finally was like, you are a male. So you're not going to see it. Yeah, but I need you to trust me that she will feel this as you study. So my request is that if you're going to do some kind of religious studying with the children, bring in some good female things. I don't care if you have to find some modern thing. It it doesn't matter. It's all kind of hocus pocus. So that made me think of, and this again is like a whole nother conversation, but you've touched on this on previous episodes. It is similar to white privilege. Yeah. So white people say they don't experience white privilege. Well, you wouldn't. You're white. You don't see it. You don't see it. Mm -hmm. So when men are confronted with the patriarchy, they're like, no, women are totally equal. You wouldn't see it. You are not the marginalized group in this instance. So it doesn't mean it isn't there. Yeah. But you're not the one that's benefiting you. you. Yeah, Yeah, it's benefiting you. Of course you're not going to see it. Right. White people don't see their white privilege because they're benefiting from it. Right. So that's a whole nother thing. Right. That is. Right. That reminds me, I got a message from a Mormon who um, was replying to something that I said about gayness. I don't know. He's still a member, and his thoughts were that because we're trying to separate ourselves as gay people, that it's causing damage. That we, we're all just the same. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, and the, all oh, lives matter. Yeah. Wah, wah. I know. It's like, like do you really whatever. think that if we never raised our voices that we would somehow have magically been able to have gay Get marriage? married, yeah. I know. Right, that's true. But he just, and it seems to be a very um, Again, privileged white thing. And so yep. they get upset when other people rise up and say, we want this. And they're like, well, just be quiet. You're the ones who are separating yourselves. Yeah. It's like, well, the civil rights movement happened because people separated themselves, yeah. not in that we're not all humans. Like, we're getting treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the whole gay uprising, if you want to call it, that was at Stonewall, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was a violent sort yeah. of, like, you're not listening to us. You're not listening. Yeah. And you're not the one that's being harmed. So, yeah, so listen to the it. people who are being harmed and believe them. But they, mm-hmm. but, Stonewall yeah. wasn't actually an uprising. That it was, was the thing that was already existing. It was an attack on a nightclub. Right, a nightclub. Yeah. But where this time people the gay were people didn't quietly, quickly go right, home. They, they were like, right. I'm so fucking done with this. Yeah, yeah I hear I, you. Try, I tried to get this person to understand where I was coming from, and I don't know if this is right or wrong to say, but I was, I was trying to get him to feel this because he's like, no, we're all the same. And he goes, the whole gay marriage thing, you could have, instead of trying to take gay marriage, you could have called it something else. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, oh what God. if we would have— Back away slowly I know. and don't talk anymore. Yes, I eventually was like, we're not going to agree. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Good, good luck to you. But my point was, and I hope this isn't offensive to the African-American population, but I said, can you imagine, because black people had their own water fountains. 
Right. And white people had water fountains, and that would have been fine. Like, we all have water fountains, you know? Right. You know, straight people have marriage, and gay people, you can have civil unions. It's just, <laughs> it's like, do you think it would be okay if we still had black pools and white pools? Right. Of course, his response was, well, being black is different than being gay. Being gay is a choice. And that's when I said, you know, oh, we're going to stop talking oh, now. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Um, no. Conversation over. Yeah. And, and that not, is gonna that's gonna lead perfectly into next month's conversation on boundaries. Love it. And I did. I said <laughs> I wish you well, but clearly we'll, we don't yeah, understand yeah. each other, and so this isn't gonna go anywhere. See, this is proof that you can even take the shit with you when mm-hmm. you leave the church too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, how can I bring it all back together as uh-huh. we evolve into that's important perfect. conversations? And I actually like that the conversation evolved the way that it did because mm-hmm. these are the conversations that we would never have had in a religious context. And there are people that do, and I make allowances for all kinds of things because in my reading, and I'm an avid podcast listener, and I know that it takes all kinds, and a lot of people have had very different experiences than mine. I just find mine to be a pretty average Mormon experience. Mm -hmm. But there are people that are still involved in social justice work, like we've touched on, or that are involved in therapy and psychology and are still Mormon or are still religious. And so it can happen. But I wanted to start with, like, what was the biggest thing that I thought that they took from me and that I struggled to reclaim? And feeling my feelings and feeling what we called the spirit is the biggest on that list. I love it. I think as people leave Mormonism, there's a sense of loss. Yeah, Whether you had a good time. or bad experience, oh, there's a sense sure. of loss, there's it's a sense a of confusion. Of yeah, yeah, there's like, what now? What do I even believe? There's a lot of darkness, yeah. and I definitely went through that. I still go through that. It's a grieving process, yeah. For and sure. So, and just like the stages of grief, it's not linear, and it doesn't always end and have a nice little, you know, tie a little bow on it and, yeah. and move along. And so— one of the wonderful reasons that your podcast exists is that the venting and the anger is part of it. Mm-hmm. And I come back to that a lot because I, I like it personally. Mm-hmm. Like I am able to find some enjoyment and some fun in it. For and sure. I, and for some people, they can't. For some people, it's too much. And they, yeah. so this is sort of a relief, if you will. Oh, there you go. And trying to like find a way to recover from this. How can we move on and how can we move forward? I like it. I do too. Is it appropriate for you to say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen? It is not because I will never say that again. But I have some friends that we jokingly call Justin Bieber, Justin Beavers. And Uh, so when we go on long monologues to each other, uh we end it with, in the name of Justin Beavers, Gesundheit. Gesundheit. (laughs) Well, that was really fun, Diana. Uh, I'm really excited about having this monthly um, Relief Society meeting. It's like whatever. It's like your monthly. <laughs> I like God. it. Oh, monthly. <laughs> it's it's God reminding that. you that you're a woman once a month. <laughs> that was told to me. Whoa. Thanks, oh, God, you oh. asshats. The patriarchy, man. That's that. Oh, Jesus. So you had books so or something, I do. Right? So I want to I wanna make sure that I leave every episode with like some recommendations or some resources and two books that I will recommend. One is called Faith by Sharon Salzberg. Sharon Salzberg is a Buddhist teacher, meditation instructor, all around fucking badass. I love Sharon Salzberg. And her book, Faith, which because of the title is the last book that I would have expected myself to read, but I read it and just devoured it. And it paints a, a really nice picture of spirituality and what it can be for you. And the other book is a book called Finding God in the Waves, and it's written by Mike McCarg. And if anyone has heard of the Liturgists podcast, he is mm-hmm. Science Mike. Okay. And this book talks about his departure from 
fundamentalist evangelicalism and literally finding God in the waves. It is a gorgeous book. There were so many parts where, I mean, it's not the same religion, but it didn't matter. The situations are so similar. The sense of loss, the fear he had about leaving, the fear he had about telling his wife that he didn't believe anymore, and all of that stuff is very relatable for someone who was in a religious experience and has a religious tradition and has extricated themselves from it. And so I highly recommend that as a good book to read about spirituality as well. Sweet. Very cool. I love it. I love it too. Thank you, Sister Diana. I'm excited about this. (laughs) I am too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we wrap it up completely, we want to give a shout out to our Patreon members. Um, There's been a lot of action on Patreon lately. We released another after show, which, in my opinion, is one of our fucking funniest so far. (laughs) I know. I haven't had a chance to make a teaser. But Um, we also, at the $8 tier level, we've started releasing our podcast ad-free. That's true. Those of you listening who are like, fuck the ads. Now, for $8 (laughs) a month, you can see all of our fun videos and also get ad-free content. So, boom to you. Boom. All right. Here are our patrons. Actually, I need to back up a minute. We got a message from Clint. Hi, Clint, who was slightly miffed that his <laughs> wife, Marnay, did not get mentioned. I didn't know that it was a two-for-one. Okay. Um, so Marnay or Marnie, I'm pretty sure it's Marnay. M-A-R-N-A-E. I would say Marnay. Marnay, you're way more important to us than Clint. <laughs> <laughs> now Clint's going to feel snubbed. Clint, deal with it. We can't win. We can't. So, I mean, Marnie, lesbians and feminists naturally like women more than men. It's, it's so. true. <laughs> uh, we'll actually be cruising with Clint and Marnay in February. Oh, yeah? They're yep. going on the one true trip. The one true trip. Awesome. Also, I had announced Molly Unmormon, <laughs> and which she's oh, awesome. Great. I know, not great. But she changed her name on Patreon. By the way, if you guys can't tell, we give special attention to our patrons. She wanted to change her name to Congrats to the Chattanooga Zoo on the Baby Komodo Dragon Hatchlings. Okay. <laughs> so we're saying congrats. <laughs> All right. Isn't that great? Oh, that's awesome. Interesting. A- another um, patron was talking to me, and she said that she didn't hear her name being announced. Just in case we didn't, Rihanna Rowles. Okay. Yes, I can use first and last. And maybe she didn't hear it because I might be mispronouncing it. R-I-A-N-A-R-O-W-L-E-S. Thank you for your patronage. Address 5245. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New patrons, Vanessa B., Thanks, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Annie, get your gun. <laughs> I, did you think that's her given name? Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Is this the old or is West? it her new name? <laughs> <laughs> I like I it. I think if my new name in the temple would have been Annie, get your gun, I hella would have stayed. Like, Holda. Oh, God. That's the worst. Holda? Holda. Just got to remind everybody all the time. <laughs> Please, if there are LDL listeners who also had Holda, shout out to <laughs> yeah, me. I've got out. to know. Uh, by the way, when you write in, if you guys want to put in your subject for Diana, oh, well, Sister do. Diana. It doesn't have to be Sister that okay, actually. for I Diana. Questions or comments or whatever, we will all read it. But, you know, she will definitely reply to any questions you have. Next one, Andy M., um, she and I have written back and forth. Andy M, thank you. You're awesome. Andy is a cool name. Do you wish your name yeah. was Andy and not Mary? I wish my name was just about anything but Mary. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. Oh, we should talk about names sometime. Okay, okay, let's do. Next, Sam S. And Sam's last name is so cool that I wish I could just say it, but she might not want me to. Okay. But it's really cool. Well, you can tell us later. Okay. Sorry, guys. And then the last <laughs> one is Donna K. And her last name is fun, too. I have all these jokes, but I'm afraid to, you know, Donna K, let me know if I can make funny comments about 
And I'll say, are you trying to make fun of people? No, it's just a great last name. (laughs) Those are new patrons. Thank you so much. Thank you, patrons. We couldn't do this without you. I hope we can get more people on board having fun with us. We need your support. support us. Yep. It means everything. Uh, Thank you all. And don't forget, if you would like to become a patron and join us, please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. Check us out. Mm-hmm. And you, too, can get a handwritten thank you card. And have your name butchered by Shelly on our podcast. <laughs> That's what we all dream for, really. True story. True story. <laughs> yep, for sure. Uh, should we wrap this one up? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you never said anything about anything being fake. Oh. Do I have to? This episode no. was the real one. Oh, that's true. <laughs> There's nothing true. fake about this one. Okay. It's all right. I said time is a construct, so I feel like we... That's sort of... You got yeah, it. that's in the category. We got a tagline in. You're good. Yeah. I mean, we can't force these things. <laughs> right? It's true. It's organic. Organic. Authentic. All the words. Well, we'll get that in. We'll get the fake thing in next time. All right. All right. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And remember, steer clear of cults, because they are no joke. No joke at all. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.